0: Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips, innovation and you. This is Kate Cruz recording at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT Digital Health and RCM Conference in Chicago. I'm here with Lisa Stevenson. Lisa, to get us started, can you tell us a bit about yourself
1: and your role at your organization? Yeah, sure. Um, So I've been a nurse for over 20 years and the last 10 has been in uh, informatics. And currently um, I have a role at Houston Methodist Um, as the CNIO. I'm actually the first CNIO um, for the organization. So it's been an exciting opportunity.
0: What have been um, being the first person to have that title What are some unique opportunities that you've had?
1: Yeah, so really um, engaging with operational leaders um, and our clinical partners on how informatics can really assist, um, especially with digital digital innovation, right? Really making sure that the technology we're implementing uh, is within the workflow of the clinician and is solving the problem we're trying to solve.
0: Absolutely. When you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, there's a lot of AI talk um, is there something specific about AI that excites you? Or is there something else that you're excited about? in And
1: um, AI really is um, one of the most exciting pieces for sure. I think it's just got a lot of future potential. Um, and really for healthcare, and in, in my perspective as a nurse, the ability to automate really some simple tasks and documentation pieces, Um, summarize and create notes and things that can save time for the clinicians so they have more time at the bedside is uh, really an exciting opportunity i think
0: absolutely um what are your top priorities for technology and what are the issues that you're trying to solve with it
1: so um, a lot of what we focused on has dealt with um you know, the nursing shortage. And as it's grown, the pandemic, right? So virtual nursing really got put into high gear at Houston Methodist um, during that pandemic. And we continue to spread that model um, and grow that so that we are able to do admissions and discharge documentation for bedside nurses, again, giving them more time um, at the bedside. Um, And so we're continuing to find other ways to also automate tasks and um, really put nursing, you know, focus their skills on that interaction with the patient so that they're not having to do those administrative type tests. Definitely. I'm sure that saves a lot of time. Yeah. Um, What is a piece of advice that you would give to healthcare leaders today regarding digital innovation? Um, I think it's important to uh, really make sure that you're not implementing technology just because it's, you know, for the sake of technology, Uh, that you really consider... Um, the problem you're trying to solve, you consider the workflow and the impact to the clinicians. So really partnering with uh, informatics can help um, really develop a a plan from the beginning um, with a strategic kind of global view, um, understanding how the technology fits in with your existing architecture and how you can really make sure that all those pieces fit together and that the clinicians are properly prepared and trained and are using the tool uh, to its uh, optimal benefit.
0: So I'm gonna throw in a bit of a bonus question. With your background as a nurse and the nursing shortage, what are some big successes that you have seen in your work? Um, either you know, recruiting nurses, um, taking jobs off their plate,
1: and how has technology played a role in that? Uh, so certainly with the um, virtual nursing uh, platform that we have, it's really helped uh, it's, uh, it's twofold, right? It's, it's helped nurses that may have want to leave the profession have another opportunity to be able to do something different that's not as taxing, right? You're, you're sitting in a, um, at a computer and still interacting with patients using your skills, but in a very limited and controlled fashion. Um, so it's saving those nurses and then helping the nurses that are at the bedside have less work to do. An admission assessment um, can usually take a bedside nurse anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes, Um, So that's a big chunk of their time away from patient care that we can now give back to them because the virtual nurse can do it. And by the virtual nurse specializing in that format and having a focus there, they're able to get it down to like 15, 16 minutes. So it's been beneficial on both sides. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So you
0: just provided a great example of how that's helping clinicians. Um, could you provide examples of specific instances where the integration of informatics solutions led to improved patient
1: outcomes or patient-provider communication? Yeah, I, I would say virtual nursing um, has helped with that as well, um, but I, I would also say I've worked on um, something else that's near and dear to me is the social determinants of health and, and health equity, and, you know, we're implementing – um, uh, thanks to CMS, uh, an inpatient screening tool um, for patients to really make sure um, that they're getting the resources they need and looking at them holistically um, to ensure that their their medical conditions improve and aren't hindered by some potential social determinants that're impacting their care. So, um, but not only focused on the inpatient piece as an informaticist, I really worked with our ambulatory and our community benefits folks and really developed a program across the care continuum so that, from a time a patient is seen um, in a, uh, whether seen in a practice, and a clinic, or on the inpatient side, we have the same standardized domains and questions that we're asking them. The information is available to all clinicians across that spectrum to see what potential risks the patient has. Um, and then we're also taking a step forward in piloting electronic referrals to community organizations so that then they can also feed back information. So we have a complete circle of a patient, for example, that had food insecurity and was at risk there. Um, and now we've partnered them with a resource and we can see that they are getting what they need. So that box is checked and we don't have to worry about that as a potential uh, impact on their health. Yeah, that's incredible. Thanks for
0: uh, explaining that. Five years from now, what do you think will be the most significant change in healthcare delivery and operations, and how should leaders prepare?
1: I think there's a lot of opportunities. It's a really exciting time in healthcare. I feel like we're finally catching up to everybody else. Um, AI uh, and and, and automation, I think, is going to be the biggest change we'll see. There will be a lot of things that clinicians have to do now that they won't have to do in the future, um, but we need to be preparing them now for that, and really understanding as kind of strategic goal and how we move forward, and retraining our staff to do the task at the highest kind of level of their license and and that are more patient centered tasks instead of those administrative or um, basic things that we can automate., uh, so it'll be kind of preparing them to use the tools and understanding how their their role is is changed as well. Definitely in your work on that kind of already. Um, what are some big challenges that you've seen come up? So with any just like anything, and I think, um, you know, technology, we all know, right, we get excited, we get the shiny new thing, this new iPhone, and then it doesn't work as easily as you thought, or you need help, you're stuck. Like clinicians are double time on that, right? It's not just something they're doing for fun they're taking trying to take care of a patient and if that technology is not working or they're not understanding how to use it it's a big barrier to adoption and the success of the tool so um, really not only having uh, the staff understand the why behind the technology how to use it but having support prepared um, kind of a plan b in place as well Um, so sometimes some things that we try because we're willing to innovate and try um, new technology new solutions and if it doesn't work or needs a backup plan you got to have a failover plan right because you can't the patient care can't stop yeah um and you want to be as as minimal minimally disruptive to the clinician workflow as possible definitely i really like that
0: idea of like the plan b yeah um, especially with all the technology like you said you need it well lisa i've really enjoyed our time talking today is there anything else you want our listeners to know
1: um i think that really uh taking advantage of uh, venues like this, you know, at Becker's or other conferences and really sharing um, with other healthcare organizations what you're doing. People are doing great things out there and to be able to learn from others and not always reinvent the wheel, uh, I think is a big takeaway. Awesome. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate our time. Sure, thank you. Thank you.
0: It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks,